Welcome to another episode of Air. It has been a while since I spoke to you. Nice speaking to you again. Welcome. Welcome back. Tonight I want to talk about issues related to the crime situation in Jamaica and the possible causes, reasons, trying to trace the root of the problem. Before I get into that, however, I want to just make a correction. My last podcast, Expectations and Assumptions, I spoke about the whole um, debacle with the potential Olympic um, sprinter who didn't make it because of her use of cannabis and I accidentally mispronounced her name or I said her name wrong I think I said Shakari Robertson when her name is really Shakari Richardson so I wanted to correct that right off the top the last podcast expectations and assumptions I said Shakari Robertson and it's Shakari Richardson all right so I want to talk about the crime problem in Jamaica therapist is really 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 getting out of control like it's scary in the past three weeks three children have been murdered shot down by gang members in different communities in Jamaica first case that we heard of a child being killed this month was a boy on his bicycle the middle of the afternoon in a group of children in a community in Kingston West and a group of gang members drove down the slow drive through the community and shot up the area where the children were now according to the news story they were aiming at rival gang members in the community but the rival gang members were sitting where the children were sitting or among the children so they pass they shoot up the area and a 10 year old boy was shot in the head when they showed that young boy's picture on the news it was like Jamaica collectively sighed it was like we all just said well what the hell is going on and then they went on to share text messages this 10 year old boy had written to his mother Mommy, I love you. Tell my sister that I love her. Because, see, he didn't live in the community where he was murdered. He was visiting his dad. And 
while he's there visiting his father this gang violence breaks out and he becomes a casualty the next case of a child being murdered was in St. James and this time the child and the child's mother were riddled with bullets when they showed the pictures of this family on the television Jamaica collectively sighed again two children murdered in the space of two weeks and here come the sociologists and the criminologists and the professors and they're all saying well the problem we're having in Jamaica is that we have a family breakdown we have a breakdown in the family we have too many single mothers raising children and that is why we have this crime monster on our hands what do you think therapist do you think single mothers can raise good decent and productive citizens I remember when I was much younger when I was a child there was a campaign two is better than too many they had these posters up all over town they had billboards up they had television ads and radio ads two is better than too many because they realized that there were a lot of children being born without the support system without the structure and they were just loose basically in the streets dependent on the good goodwill of neighbors and the kindness of strangers begging in the road and all of these things so they tried to curtail the population especially in certain communities in jamaica by putting out this campaign two is better than two minutes better to have two children than to have too many children and what we're having now therapists it's a situation where there are so many single mothers out there some of them six children eight children ten children no father to help support them sometimes the mother isn't working the mother isn't working and and she's dependent on someone's kindness she's dependent on the PATH program which is a, a social welfare program for the poor she's dependent on that to sustain six children or eight children and a lot of time these children spend most of their time in the streets learning the hardships of the streets becoming graduates of the school of the hard knocks and when these children grow up with hunger with poverty with never having too much what happens is the first opportunity to have something and to be a part of something and to fill their bellies they will take it and unfortunately gang members are filling those gaps for them gang members are saying look here come here deliver this thing for us you know and and you know you'll get dinner or you'll get lunch or you'll get some money in your pocket 
gang members are saying, you know, put this in this bag and take this up the road and, you know, you will get something from it. There is no one at home guiding them because, unfortunately, we have this cycle of mothers who are just having children, no real support system, no real structure, and just hoping for the best. Right, and it is these boys, these impoverished, angry, hungry boys, who take up the gun, whose hearts are hardened by everything that has been done to them, whose hearts are hardened by the hand they have been dealt. And they're just going out there and they are just wreaking havoc in our society. And so, once again, the single mother is on trial. Is it the single mother's fault? Are single mothers the reason why our society is the way it is right now? Because they have put these children in the world with no means of sustenance. And they have put a burden on the society to take care of these children. And these children have found a way, found a family in these gangs and will do anything for them. There is a school of thought that says, you know, single mothers are creating monsters. Because how can a woman really teach a boy how to be a man? You know, and sadly sometimes these boys do not have a positive male role model in their lives to guide them along the right path and so they end up as foot soldiers for these mobsters these gangsters right there's also a school of thought that says there are many children who are products of single parent homes who are productive who are you know productive citizens who are well adjusted who are who become the pride of their, their parent you know so there's a school of thought that says that not every child raised in a single parent home falls prey to these outside influences to these negative influences I don't know what to say in Jamaica's case. There, we, there have been so many pontiffs on the radio, on the television, pontificating about this issue. There have been so many um, theses or theses written about single parent families and their effect on the society and whether or not single parent families contribute to crime specifically single mothers you know because I do notice that when we talk about single parent families in Jamaica more often than not we're talking about the mothers because sadly sadly you know only very few fathers stick around and only very few fathers are are being supportive male, positive male role model in the lives of their children. 
nine times out of ten it's the mother standing by herself standing alone and i i remember when i was in high school and we were studying history we learned about the fact that some men on the plantation were just used as thugs. they were brought in you know they their job was to impregnate the female enslaved women and then to go about their business they were just like today with horse breeders who bring in a stallion in to impregnate a mare it was that school of thought that school of thought that the planters had you know yeah i have a young buck on my plantation he's pretty strong he's pretty fit you know he, he's gonna make good strong children you know let me bring him over to my neighbor's plantation and for a small fee i'll have him impregnate as many women over there as i possibly can and sadly 400 and something years later that idea still remains in the minds of our black men let me take what i want from this woman let me leave my seat behind and then let me just go you know let me hear about my boy or hear about my girl by the way let me not have an, a hands-on role in the life of my child let me send them some money every now and then but let me not be involved in the life of my child I think so many of these boys in gangs so badly just really want a father they just really want somebody to say son I'm here look at me I love you you remember that episode of, of of the Fresh Prince where Will's father comes to visit him therapist I know I'm showing my age now but you remember that episode and Will's father was an absentee father his entire life and I remember they had this big blowout argument and the father in typical style takes up his belongings and walks out the door and Will turns to Uncle Phil and says why doesn't he want me man that scene resonated with so many young black men across the diaspora not only in the caribbean but across the entire diaspora because what is missing from the black family so many times is father and right now in jamaica we are reaping the consequences of years of absenteeism on the part of the father you know it's breaking our society down when a 14 year old child and 14 year old is still a child when a 14 year old child can be arrested for the murder of three people you have to sit down and scratch your head and go what 14 years old and he took the lives of three people what is happening to our society you know I know 
many single mothers who put their heart and soul into their children, who sacrifice and work and strive to see them become who they're meant to be. And just as they're on the cusp of success with these children, outside influences, male influences, then you know, come on. What are you doing? Going to school and picking up your books and doing what your mother tells you to do. Be a man. And so many times, being a man is seen as being brutal, being wicked, slapping somebody down and not caring, stomping off your back straight and your head held high with male pride after destroying someone physically or emotionally therapists we have real problems here man we have real problems we have a generation of young boys who don't value kindness who can't empathize who don't listen who who, who don't believe in having a discussion to solve problems you know I remember when I was teaching high school and there was this young boy in my class he was about I was teaching grade 7 so he was about 12, 13 and this young man could dance I mean he could really dance anytime there was any kind of um, cultural event at school, he would dance for it. Or if the children were having just, you know, a dance, he would always be in the center of the crowd, all eyes on him. This child had talent. And I remember I noticed that he was bleaching, bleaching his face. Therapists who are not from Jamaica, um, let me just do a quick sidebar and explain what bleaching is. So bleaching is skin lightening when people buy different kind of creams or lotions that lighten the skin, okay? He was doing that. He was lightening his skin. A phenomenon known as bleaching here in Jamaica. So he was lightening his skin. And, you know... I called him aside and I spoke to him and I said, you know, well, why, why are you doing this? You're, you have such lovely complexion. And I remember I had a good talk with him about how lovely his complexion was, how dangerous and damaging skin lightning is. And I had a good talk with him. And I remember I rounded it up by talking about Marcus Garvey. In those days I just left college and I was really so gung-ho about the teachings of Marcus Garvey. And I would try to um, insert them everywhere I could in my lessons um, or in just talking with the kids. And I remember speaking to him about Marcus Garvey. I remember quoting um, Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey has a famous quote, Up ye mighty race. And mighty race in that quote is in reference to the black race. And he made that quotation 
or he's made that statement rather because of how down, downtrodden the black race was at the time when Marcus Garvey was alive. And so he was always encouraging black people to recognize the greatness that we have. And so I remember quoting that to the young man on P. Mike's Race, remember what Marcus Garvey said. And then parents, they came around, therapists, and he came to school with his mother. Do you know what, therapist? The mother was also lightening her skin. I mean, head to toe, she was lightening her skin. And I immediately recognized that nothing I could say or anyone else could say could change what he was doing because he was living in a single parent household that's what his mother did. That's the example that his mother set. And so he went ahead and just right, went right along with it. And that is another problem we're having in our society. We do have single mothers who don't know right from wrong and are not trying to guide their children accordingly. We do have single mothers who are accepting stolen goods when their sons bring it home are washing bloody clothes when their sons go on these missions where they commit heinous crimes we do have single mothers who are hiding the guns for their children so this family breakdown that we have in society is what is feeding the crime monster i don't know how it's going to be resolved therapist I lay awake thinking of things to do. The schools play a very important part because at schools, teachers model the type of positive behavior that we want to see in our children, in our young citizens. Male teachers play such an important role in guiding these boys. And sometimes, sometimes the wise words of a male teacher will get through to them and will guide them along the right path but for the most part these outside influences these gang families are tearing the fabric of unity and love in this country of jamaica concerns me greatly therapist it concerns me Greatly. And you know, whenever I'm I'm stressed out, I come straight to you and I tell you all that's happening. I don't know the way forward, what we're gonna do. I really think they should bring that campaign back. Two is better than too many. I really think they should go into these communities and provide contraceptives free of charge to these young ladies and these young men because to sit down in a situation where you're impoverished and to bring three or four or five other human beings into that situation it's not helping anybody it's not helping anybody you are producing more gang members you know this is where we're at therapists we are at DEFCON 5 this gang situation and this crime situation 
and, and our inability to resolve such. I don't know what's going to happen to Jamaica land we love, but we've got to fix it. We have got to fix it. This has been another episode of Air Therapist. I thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being my listening ear. See you next time.